Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You, Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls at Work, Kathy Elster and Catherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Catherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. Today we're going to discuss how to deal with a boss who constantly misses deadlines. Mm. We'll start with a question from someone whose current boss micromanages everyone, creates bottlenecks, and then misses deadlines for important projects, proposals, and decisions. Oh. <laughs> During the second part of the podcast, we'll look at the same situation from a manager's point of view. What if you regularly miss deadlines and your staff gets frustrated with you? This is such an interesting topic. I mean, working for a boss who misses deadlines constantly can be so frustrating. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Logan, what's our question? My boss has really poor time management. She's a micromanager with her nose in everyone's business. Our department is large, and she inserts herself into every decision. This creates a bottleneck, and things take forever to get done. As a result, my boss misses every deadline. We end up being late with the completion of projects, budgets, proposals, programs, and decisions in general. How do I work with this person? Uh, I mean, I'm guessing this this person has a high turnover. I mean, I'm just guessing. Um, It's not a a bully or, you know, someone who's mean, but this is such a frustrating Mm -hmm. characteristic. Um, I mean, I like to think that the the go around works Mm -hmm. with somebody (laughs) like this. And also I would give fake deadlines. I would say that it's actually due Mm -hmm. a lot sooner than it is so that they would appear to be late, but actually they're not. That's Mm -hmm. something you can do, but not always, because they can figure that out. Um, So this is a person who needs a lot of control, Yeah. right? They need control over everything. They don't want anyone else making decisions because they're afraid. Mm -hmm. So this is the result of that, is that they're late on everything because they're doing everybody's job. And they're, you know, they, they just can't really do you know, as, as much as much work um, and mm-hmm. do it well. Mm-hmm. So I like the go around, which is to go around them and try to use other people in other departments to help you get things done. Mm. Now, if they find out, you know, it might be problematic, but so you have to be careful. You have to be strategic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I, I also was thinking there another option could be that you... Um, you kind of over manage up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If they're a micromanager, usually micromanagers are obsessed with knowing every jot and tittle about what you're doing. Sure. And so you could, in some ways, uh, just be communicating like crazy about whatever the project is that you're concerned with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and staging meetings and kind of insisting on their attention for the work that you're trying to get accomplished. So that's the squeaky mm. wheel gets the grease. Yes. Mm-hmm. You like that one. I could see you doing that. <laughs> Why, thank you, Kathy. Yeah, I think you're really good at it. Like when, when someone owes us money, you're yeah. really good at sending them an email every day. Right. Staying right. on top Being of things persistent. Like that. Yes. Yeah. And, until yeah. they can't ignore you. Yes. Yeah. 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 
And I'm, I guess, sneakier. So, <laughs> well, you're more strategic. So I'm, you're thinking about the workaround, which I think is also. I, I was just thinking it's good to have maybe more than one option in right. a situation. One maybe you have to do all of it, both right. of those things. But right. I think you have, you know, if you can mm-hmm. even get out from under this person, like maybe mm-hmm. your department or what you do could be moved under somebody else. Yeah, that might mm-hmm. help. But um, I always think with this kind of a controlling person. You want to also show them that they shouldn't worry about you. Like, right. like right. you know, that's right. You want right. them to begin to trust you that you know how they like things done. Yeah, and that you're not going to you're not going to throw them under the bus. So th- that my go around may not, may hurt you there. You have to really be think mm-hmm. it through. Yeah. But if that if you try that and it doesn't work, then you have to do the go around. Right. But yeah, I think. Um, this is really a difficult person to work for. So anyone who's got this, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, easy, easy, no. easy. You, you can work around them. No, mm-hmm. it's very difficult. And, you know, how do they even stay in these positions of power? They, they, they manage up well. <laughs> they do. And it's, a, you know, it's a bit of a mystery. They usually manage up to the point of being hired to a level of where they're not competent. Right. Right. So, so yeah, and so you can't just go above them and and you know break the bubble because it yeah. may not be believed, and then you'll look like the problem. Yeah. But maybe if you go as a group, like if you were able to get a bunch of people to go to their manager and say, "Look, we have this problem," mm-hmm. that might work. You have to. I. You have to know the the cast of characters whether that's going to work or not. Yeah. Right. You don't want it to backfire. Um, I personally would try to work with this person. I would too. And what I was thinking is these things are so frustrating that you want to be able to essentially mow them down (laughs) to get your work done because it's hurting your reputation too when you you don't meet any of your deadlines. But I think just to go for the internal part of this, I think the first thing you have to do is manage your frustration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would refer back to, you know, working with you is killing me, do things to unhook uh, physically, at least, to kind of get out that toxicity that you may be feeling, and mm-hmm. also to avoid. You don't want to get the one thing you do not want is to get into a power struggle mm-hmm. with a micromanager because they will win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess that's the, in addition to what you should do. Here's what you don't do: don't sure. get in a power struggle. Don't you know? Come to terms with okay, I'm working for a micromanager. And so I've really got to be careful about where I step next Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. make it look like I'm cooperating while possibly working around them or over communicating or whatever it is that I'm Mm -hmm. doing to try to get things. One Mm -hmm. of the things that they do very well is they keep their staff from talking to other people outside of their department Yeah. so that, you know, doing the work around makes it even more difficult because you're not allowed to talk to anyone outside right. of that department. Yeah. Right. So I always suggest to my clients that they just sort of become friendly, mm-hmm. have coffee, have lunch. And, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, people work with people they like. So yes. don't even make it about work. Just start to develop other relationships yes. right. and see if you can get things done that way. Right. Break, mm-hmm. break the ecosystem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really interesting yeah, but you got to be careful. Yeah, You do have to be careful. And we were talking about this earlier that one of the opportunities possibly as people are going back to work is to casually have interactions with people in other departments who <laughs> right. may be able yeah. to help you. Yeah. Right, which yeah. we've lost for 15 months that people haven't seen, run into anyone in the office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't really do that kind of networking. Yeah. Right. Um, 
But there, there's no way that's a great way around this. This is a very um, frustrating manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and many people, that's, this is why there's high turnover. Many mm-hmm. people don't make it. How mm-hmm. do you build trust with the micromanager? Is there even room to squeeze that in? Yes, you do things exactly, precisely the way they mm-hmm. want, mm-hmm. and you study them. So mm-hmm. often a micromanager will correct your emails. Right. And so the next time you do an email, you, you give Use it to me. Use that as a template. Yeah, you say, <laughs> you know, I saw the corrections you made on the last email, so I wrote this this time. Let me know, Does it, is this what you were looking for? Mm-hmm. You're constantly reassuring them that you're trying to uh, express exactly what they would want to express. Right, right. I'm and, sure flattery goes a long way too. But they're they're also known to even switch that up mm. because they still want to have they want to enforce so much um, control, control over people that they'll say no, that is not the way I want it this time. Yeah, mm. yeah. So this could be oh, a mean, man. manipulative yeah, micromanager. There's, there's a lot of terms. There's a lot <laughs> sure. of bad terms for this one that I'm gonna sure. stay away from. <laughs> this is a very, very difficult boss to work with. Yeah, and they could be a very nice person because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they're not the bully. They're not you know ugly and mean. But th- this is a big problem. Yeah. Um. You know, and they can't help themselves. That's the other part we've talked about. Sorry. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be great if they could get some help yes. and they could learn that they have to trust other people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you could even say to somebody like this, you know, I, what, what's it going to take for you to trust me? Like, mm-hmm. what, what is it that you need to know from me? Because I'm on your side and I right, want to get right. this work done. You know, you can try to engage in that kind of a conversation um, yeah. and mm-hmm. see if it helps. And if there's anyone that does get along really well with them, copy what they're doing. Mm, yes. Because mm-hmm. eventually they do begin to trust certain people. Right. Yes, they usually have a few a few trusted servants, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's just look at it from the other side now. What if you are the boss and um, your, your staff gets frustrated with you when you miss deadlines? And mm. basically, you are this person. You are the micromanager mm-hmm. that ha- likes to enforce control and is afraid. But you realize that your staff um, is very bothered by the sure. fact that you're missing deadlines. And what, yeah. what should you do if you have this kind of enlightenment about yourself? Mm-hmm. I would, well, they should hire you. <laughs> I was going to say they should hire you. Well, but actually, we could I mean, work in tandem. Yeah, we'll work right? together you, with you. Yeah, one is dealing with the psychological inability to let go and trust that things are going to work out. Yes. And also, um, I think very often, Kathy, when we talk with this kind of a manager, in some ways, they are right that the, this, no one is going to do it as perfectly as mm-hmm. they do, mm-hmm. right? So you mm-hmm. have to let go of your perfectionism mm-hmm. and allow people to essentially to do their jobs. But right. that's not going to happen, I don't think, without some guidance. Right. You know, I have a client who's going through this now. She's a micromanager, and her staff is constantly mad at her. And <clears throat> there was an incident this week where um, she overrode somebody's decision and, of course, then mm. went to her managers, and they overrode her decision and wanted what her employee had oh, said. Wow. And she had to go back and tell that employee, okay, this is where we're going to go. And the employee lashed out at her in a meeting because she said, you know, that was my original idea and I should be getting credit for that and you mm. didn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> she felt bad. She realized that the fact that she didn't um, 
apologize when mm-hmm. she when she told her two staff that you know you were right yeah right that that was wrong but i also had to show her that the fact that um she didn't listen yeah and that she mm-hmm. was right. so um uh convinced that her way was her the idea. right way right yeah right. so that's another thing that i think um micromanaging managers have to understand that other people can be right that mm-hmm. you're yes. not the the only say mm-hmm. and you know, you've, and that takes a while to try on and, yeah. you know, but if you have some good, talented people working for you, they're not going to stay. Right. So right. you have to, you have to give people some credit and you have to start listening to other people and mm-hmm. not, um, you know, not thinking you are the only voice that matters. You have the only answers. Yeah. yeah. I think what's interesting about this is that not only, like you're saying about, you may think you're right, but it's the other pieces that alternative perspectives could also be right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the listening comes in. And that comes, I think the ability to listen and process other people's ideas starts with feeling secure Mm -hmm. enough in yourself that someone else's good idea is not going to hurt you Mm -hmm. or your career or your standing. Sure. I think that's one of the things, you know, that we've talked before about for micromanagers, trust and the fear that if someone does something well enough that then they have less value, the micromanager has right. less mm. value. Those are the two things you really have to address. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, my client did not like hearing, she, she said, but I think this woman should have uh, told me in private, not with someone else there. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, the other one, you do the, you do it to the other one. And they probably talk about this all the time. Yeah. So you can mention that to her in the future. Please say this to me privately. Cause I can hear you mm-hmm. but hurt my feelings that someone else was there. I think you should voice that, right. but you also right. have to take responsibility that the other one has said the same similar kind of things sure. to you. And the two of them, um, they're talking about this all mm-hmm. the time. This is a big problem for them. You've got some mm-hmm. karma to deal with, really. Right. You've got some what? Karma. 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 Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you do. I mean, for, I actually think it's great that this whole thing happened because it's one of those things with the breakdown that could lead to a breakthrough, right? Yes, sure. Yes. That hearing yeah. the truth of, first, that your idea was not the best idea. Second, that someone was angry at you for not listening to them. And third, you could do it differently. Well, I mean, it really shows that this woman who had the original idea knows her game. Like, she's right. good at what she right. does. And I would look for advice from her. Mm-hmm. I would look for her opinion. I mean, why right, um, not right. listen and push your own opinion in? Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's a lot of lessons for you as a manager if this is your problem. And I, I would definitely hire um, an executive coach that mm-hmm. has some kind of a therapist sitting next to her. So something like because I think something you know, like K two, where, yeah, where, where does this come from? Like where does this kind of thing come from? Uh, it comes from so many things, but generally speaking, usually it comes from in earlier years feeling out of control, mm-hmm. and so then feeling that you have to control everything. I see. That yeah, makes sense. Um, okay. Yeah. The well, trust piece is so interesting to me, though, yeah. mm-hmm. right? That they don't trust other people, and and then yep. it's very clear to me, like over time, the tables can turn so easily. Yep. that's right. That the staff doesn't trust them. Doesn't trust them. That's right. You know? And I was going to say the big. I think the one of the casualties of being a micromanager is that your the good people are going to shut down and withhold. 
right, information right, and ideas right. over time. And so that's it's a real good. loss. Sure. And actually, it's not that will hurt your career. Right. Not having their ideas. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, so you got you got some work to do. <laughs> if you're a micromanager, you got We some, love you, but you need to work on yourself. You, you <laughs> need to work. So you're hurting yourself. You're not doing yourself mm-hmm. any favors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for this podcast, although we could probably go on forever. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at SK2. Follow us on Instagram at my crazy office. If you want to receive our weekly podcast email, text us at 228-28 and type in My Crazy Office. That's all one word, My Crazy Office at 228-28. And finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy. <laughs>